If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar. Joining us in conversation on this episode of the podcast is Dr. Rachel Thornton, who arrived at Nemours on March 1st, 2022, as the inaugural holder of a new leadership position within the enterprise, Enterprise Chief Health Equity Officer. Together, let's get to know Dr. Thornton, her path to becoming a doctor, and her vision for further advancing the health equity work that has been underway here at Nemours for a decade. Here's Dr. Rachel Thornton. I am a general pediatrician. I look forward to getting back into some clinical practice at Nemours once everything's up and running. I grew up in Northern California, and the earliest encouragement I had to think about a career in science or in medicine came from, um, you know, my mom sort of, we were on a college campus and she said, this is the college and this is the college that's known for science and technology. And um, you could come and study at a place like this and be a doctor. I think part of that was, you know, having a sense of wanting me to have a secure and purposeful career and to her being a doctor was a career you could count on. Um, something she didn't know about personally, but saw as a great way to contribute. When your mom took you to the college campus and you had that experience, was this when you were touring to go to college or were you actually younger than that? Oh, no, there were hundreds of school children from around the state at this event. And when we drove onto the campus, there was just this suggestion from her. This is what the future could be there. Being so young, college, it was abstracted. But I really struck by the power of suggesting possibilities and seeing possibilities and bright futures for children. I think, you know, health systems and particularly a children's health system, the fact that Nemours sees itself as part of creating the healthiest generations of future as part of a community of resources beyond the clinical care we provide, this tagline of well beyond medicine, we are embodying means to support and advocate for every child to have the brightest possibility, brightest future, healthiest future they could possibly have. Is that what drew you to Nemours, that vision of well beyond medicine? Or what was it that drew you to Nemours? I've spent the bulk of my career, almost the entirety of my career working in pediatrics and health equity, but within the context of an integrated adult and pediatric health system all combined. And it has been a wonderful experience. But I will say at times, the voices for children can get drowned out by the many other fiscal and clinical imperatives for the larger, more complex or more costly adult population. Part of it was just this real excitement around being able to wake up every day thinking really about children and families. The work that I was doing immediately before this was leading clinical services for 
an office of population health where most of my time was spent on our efforts around care coordination and care management for attributed Medicare beneficiaries, many of them on the other end of the age spectrum. And it was wonderful, but my heart has always been in pediatrics. So one aspect was pediatrics. And certainly as I got to research and know more about the organization, I became more and more aware of the commitments to health equity that Dr. Moss and senior leaders across the organization were making publicly. As a general pediatrician, I've always known the patient education materials from Kids Help, and I've known the policy work and the advocacy work of the national office and all of those things together. I think I said in the context of my interview process that I was interviewing for my dream job. It's just really exciting to now be part of this organization. Tell me about this new role that you're taking on. What is it and what does it mean for patients and families and associates? It's an exciting new role. I'm excited to be in this role. I think health equity can mean a lot of different things to different people, but it's really about ensuring that everyone has what they need to achieve their optimal health. And so it doesn't mean the same thing for every child because we know children and families have individualized needs, but it means that people are able to achieve the best possible health for them. And when I think about it for Nemours as an organization, health equity is part clinical care and medical care in the hospital. And a huge part of health equity is all the things in our communities that can support healthy development, healthy growth, and a healthy future for children or that can undermine. So what does this role mean for the children and families that we serve at Nemours? I'm a pediatrician. And so when I think about the clinical care piece of this, my job is really to support all the members of our teams from the clinical, you know, to the administrative members of the team to ensure that we're doing everything within our power to ensure that they're getting what they need or the best possible outcome in every situation. That means supporting family who have different needs and supporting their children with a variety of different illnesses, different abilities, different resources and circumstances. And from the standpoint of our associates, it really means empowering all of us with, uh, you know, the ability to share our experiences in service of the children and families who come to us for clinical care. And it also means supporting an environment where everyone feels empowered to speak up in the interest of the health and well-being of children. At its core, equitable healthcare delivery or equity in the context of healthcare delivery is one of the six pillars of quality care. We know for quality and safety, people need to be able to speak up and share what they're seeing and identify what could be a possible challenge or a problem so that we're all aware and can do what needs to be done to help children have the best possible outcomes. And this is a new position. Um, how does it fit within Moore's vision and strategy? Yeah, that's a great question. So yes, it's a new position. And I'll just start by saying, as I've been doing my elevator speech and going around getting to know people across the organization, uh, what I'm telling everyone is one of the things I'm charged with is leading health equity strategy development for Nemours. Many people are probably familiar with the strategic plan 
And some people may be familiar that one of the pillars of the strategic plan is focused on health value. And, and that's led by Executive Vice President and Chief Population Health Officer, Dr. Karen Walker. And within that, I'm really charged with building an equity roadmap. What are we doing to advance equity? And in that context, I think about a lot of it relating to our care provision. That's one really important piece. I also lead the Office of Health Equity and Inclusion, which became an enterprise-wide office in the recent past, over the past few years. It was established in the Delaware Valley and now has been expanded to also include the entire enterprise, which is wonderful and exciting. And I have been privileged to be a steward of the work that was underway and specifically spurred during the pandemic through the DRIVE Task Force, the Diversity, Anti-Racism, Inclusion, Value, and Equity Task Force. And I really see that task force as a springboard for where we're going to go with our equity roadmap and our strategy for the future. So it's new, but some aspects of it are bringing together the work that's already underway. Whenever we're thinking about the future, in my mind, we always have to honor where we've been and where we've come from and celebrate our successes, acknowledge our challenges, and leverage that toward ongoing advancement, ongoing progress. And you mentioned the Drive Task Force as a springboard. Um, Within that are also the ARGs, which we've done any number of podcasts on. What role do the ARGs play? What role do associates play? Do you see them playing as this effort moves forward? Well, that's just a wonderful question. First of all, we are our people. I remember when I came in for my blood work and my onboarding physical. And I don't think I caught the name of the person, but there was one of the phlebotomy members in the Delaware Valley who asked me, did I know anyone at Amores? And I said, you know, I knew a few people and the endorsement I got right off the bat was what a wonderful place it is to work. So the idea that at every turn, every member of our team, every associate is an ambassador for the organization and their experiences and their sense of belonging, participation, and really having a purpose and a place within the organization is communicated to our patient, to everyone who interacts with some aspect of the more. When I talk about health equity, the component of that that's healthcare, just like, are we doing what we need to do in the provision of care to reduce disparities, to ensure everyone is getting effective, efficient, timely, high quality care that is meeting their needs, not reproducing disparities, but really improving outcomes equitably. That requires our clinical commitment, our clinical expertise. It also requires us to be aware of our blind spots and our differences and to create an environment where everyone feels able as an associate, as a member of the team, to speak up when they see something, to share their insights openly and expect that those will be received and processed and considered appropriately in in the context of whatever work they're doing. So I think that workforce diversity and health equity are distinct, but having a diverse workforce, having a work environment that celebrates the differences in expertise, the differences in experience is an essential part of being an industry leader. It's an essential part of innovation, of high performance. We have to 
support creating a place and maintaining a place where every member of the team can contribute their very best. It's been wonderful to participate. I've had a chance to get to almost all of them at one point or another and hear the energy, hear the great work, hear the conversations that are lifting up associates, that are giving them a place to share their traditions, their favorite meals, their celebrations with the organization. I think it's just a really critical part of a vibrant and inclusive community for people to have places to come together uh, with their colleagues and celebrate who we are in all our diversity. How do you plan on measuring success? I know in the academic world, measuring success is a huge thing. And I want to know how you're going to measure success as you move forward in this role, especially in the areas of health equity and inclusion. I would hearken to the fact that I think of equity and healthcare delivery as one of the core, six core components of quality care. We have opportunities to measure performance on clinical outcomes, on access, and then look at those by different characteristics of our populations, whether that's geography or payer or, you know, racial ethnic background or language status to identify our starting point. And once we know where we're starting, we can set um, some goals for ourselves. And I think the goals should be ambitious. You know, it's not to say we're going to meet every goal we set to close gaps or close disparities. But if we don't start with really understanding where we are today, clinically in our performance and our ability to provide that highest quality of care and achieve those optimal outcomes for everyone, then we, we won't be able to set goals or benchmarks for ourselves. Similarly, I think part of how we understand our opportunities around uh, supporting our associates and our workforce starts with where are we today? Um, what do things look like today? I know the organization has already set some ambitious goals, for example, around retention of diverse associates with numeric benchmarks that we're looking to meet this year. And I think the same will apply to us saying, well, what do we want our senior leaders to look like or to embody? What are we looking to achieve in terms of providing growth opportunities for our associates um, from a variety of different backgrounds or different parts of the organization? How could we leverage our diversity in filling some of those persistent challenges we face with our workforce, particularly with the sort of great resignation and all of the challenges of the pandemic? But you're right that it starts with, okay, where are we now? Where are the challenges or where are the, you know, the opportunities for us to really focus? Which of those opportunity areas are we going to focus on? And then what are we going to hold ourselves accountable to try and accomplish? I think another way that I approach this is knowing that we're not necessarily going to get to everyone's North Star in terms of what would signify true commitment right off the bat. How will we know we're moving in the right direction? So we need to have some benchmarks for ourselves along the way that say we are making progress in this area and know that we set this metric. We may not have gotten all the way there, but we improved by this amount. Or we wanted to get a process in place even and have a set of policies and that was goal one. And now we want to see if those policies support us in achieving another goal, whether it's on the health equity side around our performance and outcomes for our patients or whether it's related to our associates on the diversity, equity, and inclusion side. 
it's an intentional process that really does start with that introspection, that looking at where we are today. And then characterizing and quantifying and, you know, gut checking with all of the constituents across the organization to say, would this signify progress to you? Even if it doesn't mean we're all the way to the final destination. I mean, I don't really think about equity that's movement in a, in a direction that benefits our patients, that benefits our associates and makes us a more innovative and high-performing leader in our industry. And I think there's many different realms, but the idea that we have to we have to set some goals because that's the only way that we can sort of check our progress, even if we don't get all the way to achieving our goal, are we moving in the right direction or not? This question may be a little bit premature, given that you're the strategy person, you're looking to work with everyone throughout the enterprise and the communities at large on setting those goals, achieving those goals. Let me ask where you think you're going to be in a year or three years or five years. Do you have any sense of that? Well, certainly we will have a roadmap in the next year that lays out what we're going to sort of hold ourselves accountable for in two years, three years, five years in terms of progress. Certainly a big part of that is going to involve data and getting together with colleagues across the organization to identify data sources, do some baseline assessment, and then say, okay, here's where we are today and here's where we want to be in two years. It's also going to be about strategies to get there. But the roadmap, from my perspective, is a key part of this first year progress. It's something that there's a lot of energy and excitement to see. I'm also really interested in what we can do that aligns with some of our external partnerships, whether it's the Healthcare Anchor Network, which involves a lot of work looking at our role as an anchor institution, the way that we're supporting and investing in our own associates, and looking at whether we have opportunities to create some dashboarding or reporting around not just uh, retention of diverse associates, but opportunities for growth and in leadership. I think those are two things that I would be hard-pressed not to make progress on really in the next year and certainly in the next few years. And then there's tremendous investment, interest, energy across our organization and being a thought leader, a proving ground for effective health strategies for advancing health equity in care delivery and beyond. I think the Ginsburg Institute is one example of how that energy is manifest and the recognition from a broader community in our local environment in Central Florida, for example, that we really need to be paying attention and to be leading towards the future. So between the momentum we have there and things like our participation and looking at the health equity pledge or looking at benchmarks for reducing disparities in different clinical areas, I can imagine that we would identify some areas of opportunity, whether it's flu vaccination rates or whether it's ensuring that people are getting instruction in their preferred healthcare language, where we will be able to measure our progress and our successes in refining our processes for ensuring that those goals are being met or um, engaging our patients in the community to ensure that people understand the importance of that annual flu shot and protecting themselves and their community. Dr. Rachel Thornton is Vice President and Enterprise Chief Health Equity Officer for Nemours Children's Health. 
Dr. Thornton is looking to hear from Nemours Associates across the enterprise with your thoughts on moving health equity forward. If you have ideas or suggestions, email her directly at rachel.thornton at nemours.org. Here's another email address to keep handy, podcast at nemours.org. That's for letting us know what you think about the podcast and to tell your Nemours story to the entirety of the enterprise. That's podcast at Nemours.org to submit your ideas for future associate-focused podcast episodes. Our production team is the best, and we want to thank them right now. Peter Adebi, Allison Kraft, Deborah Griffin, and Savannah Pettit. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turners Falls, Massachusetts. You may find the podcast on Nemours Net and the Nemours Now app, and anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts, including your favorite smart speaker. On behalf of Dr. Rachel Thornton, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.